Hello, and welcome to the Five Core Life Podcast with Will Moore, founder of More Momentum. Today's episode is all about how to develop good habits and having a growth owner mindset. Will sits down with Brian Abasolo of Bachelor Nation. He's the one that actually got engaged to Rachel Lindsay from Bachelorette, if those of you are Bachelor Nation fans, and talks about the habits, tactics, and strategies that you need to become a growth owner. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the Five Core Life Podcast. And are you ready to fire on all cylinders? If so, let's go. <coughs> You should uh, move out here to LA. I mean, you may have a, a career in showbiz. So listen, this is actually, let's start this with a funny story. I am the worst actor on the planet. My mother, my wife, she's on right now because I think she, you know, she, she thinks you're awesome. As I said, we both watched the, your season and we, we loved it and we're super excited. I appreciate that. I, I, when I was younger, I gave acting a go. And I was like, you know what? This is, seems like a cool thing. Like I can do this. And I was in a play. This is what ended my acting career. I did a play where I played a dying German soldier. And my mom came to see it. And I mean, I don't know how you are with your mom. Like, you love your mom. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think there's anybody that I could be more self-conscious around than my mom when she came yeah. to see the show. Whereas some people may go, what do you mean? It's your mom. Who cares? But I was like so nervous. And and I actually thought I, I pulled it off and did a pretty good job. And we get out of this, you know, she waits for me. I'm done. We're done with the show. I come out and I'm like, hey. And she's like, oh, you know, love you so much, son. Great job. And she's like, brutal honesty? <laughs> that was painful to watch. She's like, that was like, you, you just were so overacting. And she's like, I, you know, I don't know if you were trying to do that, but she's like, I mean, the death and you, the moans and the groans. <laughs> I mean, I was literally just playing a dead guy, a guy dying. Like I didn't have hardly any lines. I'm like, how hard could this be? So honestly, that was kind of like it for me. And my mom, by the way, loves to tell that story. My wife knows that story. She's still like, when we get in a group of people, complete strangers, that's like the first go-to story she goes to. So acting not my thing, but this is my thing. So thank you, my man. Being absolutely on absolutely well yeah mom mom knows best i guess right mom knows best right and she was right it wasn't my thing i was i some people are able to do that you know just transport themselves and i'm always like in such awe of these types of people you're in la you're in hollywood now i mean what's your take on it uh well i mean i, I might take a little dip in it you never know um you know it's always i'm always looking for extra sources of income so right. you know, commercials, modeling, uh, you know, acting. I mean, if that's in my future, then great. But obviously the chiropractic, you know, and all, all the health and wellness aspect of my career is where, where my focus is. So that's, that's the bread and butter, but you never know. I mean, obviously I'm out here and, you know, there's a lot of other resources that I didn't have in Miami per se. So, you know, I'll, I'll definitely explore those. I love it. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, why not? Right. Like you might as well, yeah you're in a position where you you know you did this show and it's kind of a win-win for you you found this great lady and you've got this notoriety and it's sort of like a lot of you know in life sometimes you know that's rare that you get these opportunities so dude i want you to try promise me right now you'll give it a shot and you know if it doesn't work it doesn't work but you gotta you don't want to be wondering when you're 90 like oh back in that day when i had that you know there was yeah. like this you know should i have you got so, you got life you got to take risks in life and just go for it and you know what like if it's if it's a failure 
at the end of the day, I always look at things like that as a learning lesson. You know, you grow from it, you learn from it. There's never a loss. It's either you win or you take a learning lesson and you grow stronger as a person. So that's how I always try to look at things. Now we're talking. Now we're getting into really what the show's about. It's been a lot of fluff until now, but like, you know, so wellness, you're a chiropractor, you're into health and wellness, you know, um, mind, body, all that stuff. I, I'm sure you, you know, it all connects. And, you know, failure is one of those things that we talk about a lot on this show. And, you know, I, I tend to interview people that have kind of under, they get that universal principle. We talk about universal principles a lot, which I consider things that have been around since the beginning of man, even before. But when once man came around, they started to, you know, come into play. And then they're going to be around until we destroy ourselves one day. <laughs> Hopefully not. But, you know, it's, it's said it that way. And, and there's these, there are these things you can hang your hat on. And one of the, one of these universal principles to me is, you know, failure is, is in your, it's a, it's a perceived thing and failure can either rule your life in a negative way where it just st stops you in your tracks, doesn't let you take action, builds negative momentum, unhappiness in your life. Or like, as you just said, you can look at it as, okay, yeah, everybody fails. It's actually mandatory. Like yeah. you can't succeed without failing. And Absolutely. if it's all about what you do with that failure, like, yeah, sure. Okay. You can take a moment and be like, that sucked. It stung. It didn't feel good. Like I'm not saying jump up and down for joy, but it's how quickly you get back up and go, okay, what did I learn from that? Like, how can I use that to help me to become bigger, better, faster, stronger, smarter moving forward? Because if you just dwell on it, and let it freeze you, you're after, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I was reading this quote, and it's basically, it says, if you focus on what you, can, you can't control, if you focus on the past failures, whatnot, if you focus on what is missing in your life constantly, the pattern of focus will leave you frustrated, overwhelmed, and depressed. So it goes to speak to what you just said. I mean, you're going to put yourself in a very dark place if all you do is harp on, you know, the constant failures that you may be having, but you never know when that breakthrough is going to come, come in the future. You know what I mean? It could be around the corner. Um, and I think that you just need to, I think one of the most important things that people need to have out there is a positive mindset. Um, you know, if you can maintain positivity in any situation in life, I think that's gonna, like, that's half the battle. I actually read a, a book by, um, the author is older author. I think he passed away already. He definitely did pass away. But uh, it's Norman Vincent Peale. It's called The Power of Positive Thinking. And my dad actually passed that book down to me a couple years back. You know, he's like, look, I, I listened to, I read this book when I was younger and it really helped me out a lot. And, you know, it was just reinforcing positivity in your mind, like affirmations every single day and just really making it a habit to to focus on the positive and that's actually something that i took onto the show believe it or not is i actually listened to the audiobook about a month before i went on day after day in my car ride to work it was about 20 minutes there and back so 40 minutes of just constantly listening to this audiobook in the car and i went on to the show with like such positivity and such confidence like nothing was gonna get me down like whatever came my way i was just gonna say you know what let's say it was a setback 
I'm going to bounce back from it. You know, and at the end of the day, I just had this really overwhelming positive attitude going on the show. And I think that helped me out a lot. Dude, I, I can guarantee you that it helped you. And you, you said something earlier about it being 50%. I mean, I'd argue that it's, so I, I talk or, about these yeah. even, even way higher, like, yeah. Put it this way. So I, I talk about these different areas of your life that we all we all have, we all share. And some of us are, they're obvious and we're aware of them. We all know that like we should probably improve them. Some of them mindset is your first one yeah, is the first core. And then it's your career and your finances. It's your relationships. It's your uh, physical health. And then it's your emotional health and the giving back side of life. Yeah, And, you know, we all share these. And to me, it's like, if you're not mindset is, is what they're all wrapped around and that in order to, I call it firing on all cylinders. When you're, when you're starting to build momentum and you're replacing your failure habits with success habits in each one of these main areas, you're becoming happier and happier and your, your mind, your body, you're all, you know, you're headed in the right direction, but mindset really is what they all kind of wrap around. And that foundation, your, your mindset may, you know, I, and I call it the, I call it a growth owner versus a fixed victim. And so your growth owner is somebody, just like you said, it's like, okay, I got everything within me to kick ass, take names, and I was born with certain strengths and certain weaknesses. I'm going to outsource those weaknesses. I'm going to figure out how to work around them. That doesn't make me a bad person. We're all, we're all born with you know, the way we are. I'm going to focus on my strengths, focus on my passions, and I'm going to be set goals and become bigger, better, faster, stronger every step of the way. Obstacles are temporary roadblocks. I'm going to fail forward. I'm going to learn from the lessons and ain't nothing going to stop me. And if you can get that, and I mean, it sounds, sounds pretty awesome to have, but it's, it's a lot easier said than done. Thanks, and it's yeah. one of those things you got to build slowly. You can't just like snap your fingers, especially when we live in a society where there's a lot of these negative things going against that that type of feeling right yeah. we, we grow up and we feel like well if i'm not this and, and i've been put in this box and if i don't live my if i don't live in that box and, and do good in that box yeah. then i'm no i'm not great and you know that's what's really sad about our society yeah no i mean at the end of the day uh, it's not what happens to you it's how you respond to it i'm sure you've heard that saying before and like any adversity or failure that's there is, like we said, is meant to challenge you and, and help you grow and just become a better person. And, you know, if you are having trouble with any type of mindset issues, if you're, you know, you find yourself constantly in the negative, I mean, there's things that you can access out there. I mean, the internet is forever, right? We have YouTube. I mean, for me personally, you know, this may work for somebody else out there. I listen to inspirational, motivational videos on a daily basis once I wake up. You know, actually, I put it in the shower. I crank up the, the volume and I just listen to this. For whatever reason, the shower is where I do all my a lot of my thinking. So that's kind of like where I like to listen to this stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, I hear the best, you know, Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, uh, Les Brown. I mean, all these guys, Goggins. I mean, all these guys come on there and just drop absolute gems that I take with me. I write them down. Sometimes like I'll pause it. And I'll be like, wow, you know what, what he just said, that applies to my life or can pretty much apply to anybody else's life. So I highly recommend that it gets my day going in such a positive direction. And I, I'm motivated. I want to tackle the day and seize the day. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's other 
there's other things you could do, but that's just my way of pumping myself up just to attack life on a daily basis. I love that, man. Yeah, this ties into, you know, I, I talk to a lot of my guests about their morning routines. Um, yeah. To me, you know, it's important to have successful routines throughout the day that are, as I said, you know, you're, the key is to be aware uh, of the habits and the things you're doing on a daily basis and to kind of step back and be like, is this helping me to get to where I want to go or is it hurt, hurting me? And, and that morning routine is huge. I, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm very similar with the shower thing. I, I, I actually go so far as to – I need a better system. I, I literally will step out of the shower and I have my towel there and I dry my hands. I grab my phone. And I take notes, right? And so I'm like dripping wet. I'm getting it all over. And but I know, like, I mean, I'm straight up. I know that, and, and especially, I mean, most people are this way. We're living in an ADD generation where it's like a thought comes in, and then before you know it, something shiny and wiggly is going, hey, look at me over here. And then it's gone, right? And so it's like, I want to make sure I write. Writing down is huge. And I love that you said that because yeah. it's so easy to like get inspired for a hot minute. And you listen to something, you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then, like I said, then you, you move on and it hasn't stuck. You need you have to hold you have to actually put it into practice to where you're holding yourself accountable and be like, I know that this is something I need to do. And if I do it, I'm going to be happier. I'm going to be more successful, whatever you want to call it. But how hard is it? that? That's what 99 percent of the people don't do. You scroll through Facebook, you scroll through Instagram. And what do you see? Real quick motivational quotes that are super inspiring until 0.3 seconds later when you scroll to the next one and then that thing's gone, right? Yeah. Like how have you actually put that into play? And I'm not saying there's no value in just listening to that stuff. Even if you never write it down, I do think there is. Because like you said, I mean, it's just getting your mind into kind of this mode of, of thinking positively and having that growth owner mindset. But writing down is huge. Yeah, no, I definitely write things down all the time. Um, you make, li I make lists. I make lists. There's something about, you know, writing things down, all your goals, all your, you know, tasks that you have for your day and just checking them off a list. Something about that, you know, makes me feel accomplished. You know, other people should try it out there. And like you said, I mean, the momentum is gone once you think about an idea and you know then all of a sudden you, you forget about it 15 minutes later like you need to actually decide like once you do decide you need to plan and you need to begin you know tony robbins's famous uh, uh words to use are massive action you know if you have an idea if you think of something you know that you really want to do that you're passionate about at the end of the day the execution is where most people fail and, you know, they have great ideas and, you know, they may even write it down the whole nine, but it, it collects dust in the corner. And that's where most people have problems. So you just, even if you think you're not ready, I mean, there's been times where, you know, I think I'm not ready for things, you know, opening up my own business and, you know, bringing in all these patients, like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to handle like, sometimes you just got to throw yourself to the fire and just take the take the hits as they come but that's only going to make you stronger you're going to grow from it you're going to learn from those experiences and become in my case a better practitioner and uh better able to serve my patients so sometimes you just gotta take the risk man dude i mean you're a wise dude 
Um, and I mean, this is like, I mean, what you're saying, I just want to kind of emphasize something because like, to me, this is like everything. And the more of these conversations I have and the more people I talk to and the more I see, you know, people that are, you know, I always put success in quotes, by the way, because my yeah. definition of success is different than what most people think. It doesn't revolve around fame and money, but rather kind of, as we were just talking about having that growth over mindset and being on a journey where you're enjoying the ride and you're not just focused on that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and drinking a pina colada on a beach at the end, and then you'll be happy. Like the whole, the whole, if only, which so, so much, many of us get caught up. Yeah. If only I had enough money, if only I have enough likes on Instagram, if only I had the right girlfriend, the white, right wife, if only I was taller, like that's just, that's just a recipe for, for misery. Right. And yeah. No, so, no. yeah, I, I love, no, sorry, go ahead. Something uh, that you said, you obviously talked about success and uh, again, another gem that I found from one of the videos, success is something you attract by being an attractive person. So like, think about that and apply to every single aspect of your life. How can I be more a more attractive partner in my relationship? How can I be a more attractive doctor in my practice? If you ask yourself that question and you answer it yourself, I mean, you're going to see exactly what you need to do, like in a relationship, okay, how can I be more attractive, I need to communicate better, I need to, uh, whatever the case may be that you have in your relationship, like, you know, what you need to do to be a more attractive person to that partner, be more romantic, you know, go out more on dates, when as a doctor, like, okay, what value am I bringing to my patients, I want to be more attracted to them. So is it bringing in more services or, you know, improving my bedside manner or whatever the case may be in any aspect of life. Um, I think that if you ask yourself that and you try to be the most attractive person in every single aspect, I think that that's going to help you. That's going to help motivate you. It's going to give you a clear answer as to what you need to do. I love that. Yeah. And this, that, that, that type, goes back to what I was saying earlier about these universal principles, like that's a universal principle. And what's cool about principles is that there's so many different ways to say them. Like there was a famous quote one time, it was something to the effect of uh, as to principles or life, life is complicated, but principles aren't. And as, as to principles, there are a few, but ways to describe and, and to implement them, there are many. And the way I, I look at the exact same thing you're saying and that, but, that principle is essentially if you're just continuing to grow in every area of your life, right. And you, you use the word attractive, same type thing, like being attractive means you're, you're working to become better. Right. So it's like, if you're growing in, in your mindset, if you're growing in your physical health, if you're growing in your relationships, in your career and your finances, the more you grow, the more not only awesome you feel, but then your right. Your mindset will improve. I call it the success loop. You hop into it and then you just start feeling good and you start taking more action and you start feeling more confident. And that gives you more energy to take even more action and so on and so forth. And yeah. then people can't help but be like, damn, like I won't be around that. Yeah. No, that energy is, is absolutely uh, attra attractive <laughs> to go back and use that word. I mean, it's, it's something that people want to be around you. Like you said, I mean, you, you just have that energy, that glow that, that people love. Love it. So let's, let's, let's change, switch gears for a second and talk a little bit more about, so your career, so you're a chiropractor. Yes, That's sir. That's your main bread and butter. Yeah. And 
How long have you been doing that? And is this something that you see yourself doing for the rest of your life? Or would this could potentially pivot into something else? Uh, well, to start off, I, 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 I've always been intrigued by the healthcare field. Um, you know, as I was growing up when I was young and then leading into high school and college, I started focusing more on my physical health, right? I started working out, you know, I was a twig in high school, but like senior year, I gained like 15 pounds going into college. I started focusing on my diet more. So like the health and wellness aspect picked up big time during those years. And, uh, I, again, my intrigue for the, for the healthcare field always grew and I, I was geared more towards the natural aspect of it. So I actually ended up, uh, shadowing a doctor in my college town and she was doing great. I mean, she was making six figures, working like 30 hours a week. Uh, I love the bedside manner, the interaction that the patient doctor interaction. I love that aspect of it. Very friendly, not like you know, no knock on MDs or anything, but you know, sometimes you just go, they do a quick analysis, they give you a script and they, and you're off right. the next patient. So I love more of like the rapport that I, that she had with the patient. So that really struck me uh, when that happened. So, you know what I, I said, you know what, I'm just going to dive in. I did all the prereqs. I applied to school. I got accepted. Uh, I actually graduated in 2007, got my license in 2008. So yeah, I've been doing it ever since. So more or less 12, 13 years now. Um, and is it something that I will always want to do? I, I do. My, my main focus in my practice is bringing my patients the most quality, most innovative technologies that are out there to improve their health. Um, so I focus mainly on low back and neck, uh, acute and chronic pain. Um, I do a lot of spinal decompression. I have like the best uh, decompression table on the market, which has been studied. Everything that I, that I use, I try to have scientific research behind it, you know, showing that it is actually effective um, because obviously that's powerful. Everybody wants, you know, the proof in the pudding. They want to know that they're going to get better if they pay me their harder money. You know, I want to deliver. So I want to deliver the best. So I work with, uh, very powerful technologies, like I said, uh, uh, spinal decompression, deep tissue lasers, uh, and I'm looking to bring on more gadgets like that uh, just to enhance the quality of life for my patients. So uh, I think it's something that is always evolving, um, and it's something that I definitely want to do. I want to bring on the latest and greatest now and in the future and just continue to help because it's fulfilling. You know, it's fulfilling, uh, you know, and that's something that people should search for in their life is something that they're passionate about and something that fulfills them deep down inside. And, and just seeing them, how they come in in so much pain and then leaving, you know, giving giving you thanks and gratitude for everything that you did for them. I mean, that's everything at the end of the day that makes it all worth it. Well, so you're, you're hitting on, you know, like I said, part of one of your, your fifth core emotional health and, and the giving back side, like as humans, if we're not doing that, something doesn't quite feel right. And when, when it's all about you, although from a, from an evolutionary perspective, 
like the low hanging fruit, our lower selves, it, we're, we're selfish creatures, right? Because you yeah. go back thousands of years and it was like the more selfish we were, the more stuff we would hoard and gather, like the more we would, you know, we could actually live to age 23 instead of die at 14, like most, yeah. Yeah. most of our brethren, right? And, and now it's like, okay, well, things have changed, but our brain hasn't actually evolved past that yet. So most of us still focus on the me, 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 what can I get? And that's just ends up being, it's, 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 it's just a dead end. And, and no matter how much you get, and then you get caught up in that hole, like we were saying earlier, like if only, okay, so I made a million dollars. If only I kept, yeah, it feels good, but 10 million, that's where I need to be. Well, well you know, that guy has a jet. Well, I, I want a better jet. You know, it's like, never said there's it. no end to it. And so just, just having something part of what you're doing for a living where you're literally helping people. Yeah is that there's no, in my opinion, I always tell people like, whatever you do, make sure your, your strengths are involved and your passions and try to have that giving back, that helping part of it because there's just no better feeling than making a living doing something where you're helping other people. Couldn't agree with you more, man. Couldn't agree with you more. And, and another thing I wanted to say was, yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, this whole the chiropractor and, and, and just helping people like physically, you know, have you, well, let me, let me ask you this before I get into that. Cause I just thought of this while you were talking, do you get people like fans? Like how do you handle, cause obviously you're, you, people know who you are. Yeah. So how do you handle when people come in and like, are they there to actually get cured or are they making up an ailment? Cause they want to see me. I'm curious how that works. Well, I don't think, <laughs> nobody's gone that far where they're just making up an injury to come in. That you know of. <laughs> that I know of. I mean, usually I, I, I'm, I can pretty much pick up on that right away because I yeah. do a thorough history and exam. And, you know, I mean, unless they're amazing actors, you know, pretty much everybody that's come in has has had some type of condition. But, but yes, do people recognize me? Do they come in because of that? Obviously, that is a perk of having the platform I, that I have. Uh, at the end of the day, obviously, though, I have to deliver, you know, I could be, you know, the most famous person in the world or whatnot. But you know, if I don't get this person better, and they paid me their hard earned money, you know, I, I didn't deliver. So, right. you know, I pride myself on that. Uh, people do ask me about the show. And, you know, they're inquisitive, they want to take pictures and whatnot. I kind of try to downplay it in the practice. I bet. Right. I mean, that's, uh, it's gotta be kind of, it's gotta be interesting dynamic there. Yeah, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time with my patients. I usually, I'm usually with them or their treatment session is usually about 45 minutes to an hour. So we get to chatting. So I, I become uh, very friendly with my patients. And, you know, they'll always ask me like, oh, what do you think of this and that on the show? Or did you see last night's episode? And, you know, I'll, I'll chat and I'll give my opinion. But, you know. Do you watch, do you, do you guys watch Bachelor, Bachelorette? Rachel doesn't like the show. Like Rachel's never. <laughs> oh, she was always. She was actually someone who never watched a show prior. She, before going on, she literally just like uh, uh, TiVo'd a uh, you know DVR'd a sh uh, the previous TiVo. Oh, I love it, dude. You're yeah, right. Old school. You're going back now, baby. I'm telling my age right there, but um, you know, just DVR'd the the previous season, and she just sped right through it, and she's like, "Oh God, I don't know if I want to be on this thing," um, but. It was, uh, I was actually a fan. I watched with all my ex-girlfriends, you know, we were yep. there watching and be like, oh God, look at this guy. He has I no mean, how fun is it to just sit there and just, oh. 
judge it's, people guilt free, right like guilty. hey they put themselves out here so i can say whatever i want it's funny my wife and i same with you, I, we you know I, we've always watched uh although i'll admit i admit we didn't watch these last couple seasons i think i think i needed to just take a breather uh but we would kind of convince ourselves that our judgment was okay and we're like look we're not judgy people in real life but hey you know let's get a glass of wine let's watch the bachelor these people are you know they put themselves out here and you know they know that there's going to be judgment as part of it and so let's just have fun with it. <laughs> that's kind of what we would do yeah no i mean i feel like a lot of people sometimes they look at us like okay these people are on our tv screens like I don't know if like the perception is they're not real people, but yes, we are real people. So me being on both sides, like before, like I said, I would always like, oh God, look at like so the secondhand embarrassment was a constant like, oh God, no, he didn't do that. Or no, she didn't do that. Or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it was comedic relief, you know? So you're like back and forth with the person you're watching it with and you're cracking jokes and it's all fun and games. But once I was on the show, I was like, okay, wow. Now I'm, I mean, the, the biggest reality check for me was uh twitter that first night oh god I, I did i thought i mean i got the first impression rose i got the first kiss so I, you're thinking oh we're, we're gonna get some good yeah, comments here there's it, always it, haters right i did great and i just got annihilated on twitter annihilated. like holy crap this is a this is a whole new world you gotta have thick skin right yeah. uh well, that's the thing, you know, and that's the thing about fame. Like we, we opened the, the call kind of joking around about that, but um, for sure, you know, when you're in the spotlight, it, 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 it's like people always want to build up the, the, the dark horse, the, the, what do you call it? The underdog, right? They want to build that, that up. People love that whole, yeah. but then once you're up there, People just, it's its in their nature. They just want to tear you down. Not everybody, obviously. I'm seeing a lot of love for you here. And of course, I'm sure there's more love than hate, but there's that, there's certain people. And again, it goes back to the mindset, you know, fixed victims in life. Like, okay, like what is it about you that you feel like you need to go out of your way to write something just absolutely horrendous and, and mean to try to tear me down? Like, are you happy with your life? So I, I got to the yeah. point where, I was actually used to really feed into that stuff. I was very insecure growing up. And like you said, I was a skinny little runt. And I, I grew like six inches in the summer. I was like a buck 40, like six, three. Um, and I just, I got made fun of all the time. And, um, you know, it really got to me and it ruined my, my teen years really. And I was actually suicidal by the time I got to my, my freshman year of college. And, you know, as, as my mindset progressed, I started getting into self-help books similar to you. Yeah. Um, I serendipitously discovered this one book in college that a professor recommended, and then I was off to the races, and I never looked back. And I've just always been like this insatiable self-help piece, just constantly learning, growing, trying to become the best version of myself. And you know, I learned that like that's it's it's on it's them. Like, you, and it, feeling sympathy for these people, if you can get that mindset going, where you completely change the perception of how dare they? I hate them. Getting upset, dwelling to man i feel sorry for that person like how how bad does their life suck that they yeah. have to go out of their way to make somebody else feel bad if they were happy and they had any sort of good life going for them they wouldn't be doing that yeah yeah i mean i'm i don't know me personally like i've i don't think i've ever even thought about putting a negative comment on somebody else's page with whatever they're doing even if i don't agree with it like i that's just not 
in my nature. Um, and I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's, it's reflective of an insecurity that they have in themselves and it's, it's sad in a way. And, you know, you just hope that they gain that enlightenment in life, yeah. to reverse that. Um, and then I also think of it in the sense of, because a lot of people take it so personal and they're like, Oh my God, they're attacking me. But like, everybody gets it. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like you could be the most famous celebrity, you know, like the rock, the rock gets hate. Okay. Right. It's like, if the rock is getting hate, then you know what I'm saying? Like you can handle it too. Like he's, he's one of the most famous people in the world. So just, just an example. Yeah. Like, I always think of it like that. Like, look, I'm not the only one dealing with this. It is what it yeah. is. These people don't, you know, uh, 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 pay my bills. They don't factor into what, where I'm going, what I'm doing. You know, they're just there to spew hate. And in a sense, you can maybe use it, use it as fuel to your fire, you know, because I mean, there's people that just troll and, and add an account with, you know, zero followers, zero posts. They, like, they just literally made the account to hate on you and to, to right. things like, I'll block those people. But yeah, like I'm not the type, like if somebody has a criticism, like I'll go back and forth with them if it's, if it's valid and whatnot. And I can accept that. And, you know, maybe they make a good point, you know, maybe it's something that you can improve on, you know? Right. So, right. I, it's not right. It, it, a, 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 an evolved person yes. can learn to differentiate. Okay. That's just pure hate versus, okay. Is there something there? Right. But, and it's that fine line and you got to be self-confident you got to have that thick yeah. skin and you got to have that growth owner mindset of being like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt and uh, versus like going to this deep, dark hole, like, Oh my God, am I this way? Right. And, and we all have things like we were talking about in the show, like growth is happiness and we all have things we can work on and improve. And so in a way, like if you can look at it, like, God, it's nice that I can get feedback from like the entire world. Yeah. But again, the key is to is to be able to cut out that stuff that's clearly just vitriol for no reason other than exactly. channel out all the negative and, and don't listen to the noise, like focus on what you need to do, stay positive. I mean, that's, that's always what I try to do. So speaking of positive, so I just read something, you and Rachel are now living in the same, you've now yeah. moved to the same cities, is correct? Yes, we are finally back together again uh, in Los Angeles. Um, it was a situation where I had my practice in Miami. I was growing it. Everything was going great. Um, and she, you know, her work was in LA. There wasn't really a lot of work in Miami. Uh, at least the work, the type of work that she wanted to do, obviously she's on a national level now and, you know, in, in Miami, it just wasn't conducive for that. Um, so she actually came out here, I would say back in October, September, October. So we've been living by coastal for several months now. I mean, right now, what, we're in April, so, and I got here two weeks ago. So, you know, I would come and visit. My my schedule was a little bit more flexible, but with everything she had going on and with the, the tight rules that were here in California, um, it just wasn't feasible for her to go, at, mainly because of COVID. So for her to come to Miami, take a week off, and then come back to be right. another couple of weeks, it just wasn't feasible. So uh, I would travel out here. You know, it was tough, you know, a lot of FaceTiming, a lot of, it's important in relationships, a lot of communication, constant, you know, updating each other on what's going on in our day. Uh, that was always a constant. Uh, and finally, you know, obviously we, uh, we're looking to start a family in the few, in the near future. So nice, man. 
it was a situation where obviously you know me being in miami her being here you know wasn't yeah that doesn't work doesn't work like that so when you have kids yeah it's uh right immaculate conception exactly depending on what you believe uh right i got a two-year-old and a five-year-old man dude just go for it. it's there's nothing better and yeah. i can tell already like your vibe your personality you're gonna be a great dad appreciate and, that and your kid's lucky you know one of the things i always talk about like we kind of talked briefly at the beginning of the show like the system in my opinion is broken for the most part in terms of like you have all these influencers the minute you're born you're born a blank slate bright-eyed bushy-tailed ready to take on the world you know when you're when you're a small kid it's just about like okay how can i maximize this day to have the most fun possible right and then we start to get a little bit older and whatever it is our parents trip is you know what, what their morals their values you know when they fight all the time they you know focus on the wrong things you know you, it's kind of a crapshoot like you hope you get a good one and like this is kind of where it's coming from like somebody like you that like yeah. if you that, grow, that mindset part is like such a huge part of it like getting that mindset going so many of their problems will just work themselves out but if you have a parent that has that victim mindset like They're that's real. what you're going to mimic and then all of a sudden then it's your peers right and then it's your, your you get the schooling system which don't get me started we're still learning about advanced trigonometry and you know biology ap9 set point seven we're not learning things like emotional intelligence how to be happy how to balance our checkbook you know how to how to just get along with with people and be happy like these aren't subjects taught in school right so then you're kind of on your own to figure this shit out and then you know the news the media i mean have you seen the social dilemma by the way on netflix have you seen that doc i have not but if that's a wreck i uh, will definitely check it out watch it watch it because it it, it 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 just it does a really good thing of what i was just about to say which is it, i'll give you the brief version but it's like these big companies like Facebook, Google. Now, I, for the record, I don't think Larry Page, Mark Zuckerberg, these guys started out to be evil human beings by any means. You know, they're just people trying to grow their business. However, here's what's happened. They are, the, the genie's out of the bottle and they're trapped. They have a fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders to make as much money as possible by monetizing our attention. At, at any cost. So if, if you know, the, the social dilemma uses this example, like they, have, they actually do a half documentary of like people that have been in this industry and work in it and can see like what's actually happening. And then it's like actors as well, yeah. kind of going through the scenario. And so this guy, he, he basically, uh, his girlfriend breaks up with him and he's in this like deep, dark pit of despair. And he's like scrolling through social media. And then he sees this like hate, like type of QAnon group type thing. And he like, clicks on it right and then all of a sudden now he's seeing more of those types of ads and he clicks on another one and then he's seeing gun ads right and then it's like it all escalates to like but at the end of the thing he's like got a gun and he's at one of these rallies and he's about to either shoot somebody or get arrested and you're like dude this is this is like this is what's happening and so like we this media and stuff it, it's now shows us what you know what it thinks we want to see based on what we're clicking on but that's only polarizing us more and more from the rest of the world right like we're then we're going down one way and then everybody else disagrees is not only wrong they're evil they're evil yeah. human beings i mean you look at the, the political situation in our country forget about it isn't it crazy like sometimes i feel like i'm just thinking about something and all of a sudden an ad for that exact thing that i'm thinking about will pop up on the screen it's like magic right. but right. yeah i would say 
that's uh sometimes it could be overwhelming social media and sometimes you just need to take like a, a reset a break uh, you know that's sometimes i do that in the mornings you know part of my routine is just waking up and i mean i know the the the, the urge is to check your emails check instagram you know check facebook and whatnot and i just think that sometimes you just need to wake up you know give thanks for you know being alive another day and you know just maybe cook yourself a nice breakfast like detox you know don't turn on the tv like maybe listen to something positive or motivational um you know and just keep your keep your phone and all the electronics at bay because it's just a lot of uh, a lot of negative feedback a lot of times that you know like you said i mean that in that movie that guy basically saw all these things and it turned out to be a huge negative at the end of what he turned into so right it can take you down the rabbit hole real quick i mean they're masters this is what they're getting paid to do is figure out how to make you click more and go so whatever that rabbit hole is but here's the key there's no wellness there's no happiness for you in that equation like yeah that's not even on the radar right yeah. so wherever that rabbit hole takes you as long as they're making more money off of it. And, and again, I don't want to sell one of these. By the way, technology and, and I, is, is amazing. And part of my whole mission in life is to gamify your happiness, to use science and tech for your well-being by, yeah. by tricking your brain into and things like, like you were mentioning earlier with your chiropractic. Um, chiropractic? Is that a word? I don't know. The chiropractic. <laughs> it's not, but we'll, we'll, we'll call it a word. With your chiropractic. <laughs> chiropractoring. Um, that you know you get the latest in in, in these the, the bed that, that you're using i can't remember what you called it and, and these devices and you're like i want to stay on top of that to me my definition of gamification and gamifying your happiness gamifying your well-being is using science and tech to help to to, to help you grow right and be i'll be damned like my mission is like you know i, I will always put the user before profit Right. And it sounds like, you know, you're on that same where it's like, I'm sure it wasn't cheap to buy these, these, these things. And you could have probably gotten away with using less awesome devices for your, but you're like, by doing this, I know that it's the best possible way that I can treat my people. And this is going to pay off for me in the long run. Right. And that's, that's the way that I look at the world. And what I'm trying to kind of start this movement of is, you know, let's gamify it. Maybe let's use science and tech. Cause it's all, I mean, there's a lot of it out there that's helping us. I mean, like the Apple, you know, with their yeah. rings. And to me, it's like, okay, you got your rings, but that's physical health. What about your relationships? What about your career and finances? What about your other rings? Right. And so it's part of what I'm trying to do is making sure like to point out and the messages that I put out and I post on my page and stuff is like, Hey, you can use this tech to help you. You can use like Peloton is a perfect example, Peloton yeah. example of gamifying your health, right? Yep. They figured out a way to reduce the friction to make you want to work out, right? Yep. It's a social thing. And then you want to compete against your buddies and other people and you've got the TV screen and brilliant, right? So it's not like tech is bad. It's how you're using it. And you got to be aware. It's like, you know, teen suicide is straight up. It's at an all time high. Why? Because a lot of these youngins that, that don't, maybe haven't learned that stuff in school or from their parents about what a growth owner mindset is and, yeah. and how to not worry about what other people think and say about you are just focusing on why can't I be like this person? Why does this person have such a great life? Why can't I? And they're just going down that deep, dark hole and becoming more and more depressed. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Like, I feel like there should be those type of classes in school taught at an early age, like common sense things. And, you know, as you grow, like for a guy, how to, 
change a tire and things like that. Just random things that you that you're going to probably need to apply later in life compared to, you know, trigonometry, like you had mentioned earlier, like, you know, when do we really use that as a as a true life skill? I mean, I actually compare that to chiropractic school. I don't know if they've changed now. But back when I was there, we were taught to yeah, be a great chiropractor, be a great doctor, be a uh, have amazing bedside manner. We were taught all that and the, 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 the books, you know, the science and the anatomy and all that was well taught. But when we got out, there was no business class that we learned in school. So it's like for somebody that wanted to go out and start their own business, it's like, okay, what the hell do I do? I got this great skill. I can basically heal people with my hands and I'm ready to go. I'm motivated, but it's like, you have no idea what the hell you're doing as far as business. So, I mean, you could apply that example to like life where it's like, you want to learn those skills that you're going to actually use that are actually going to matter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, hopefully there is a business class in chiropractic school where they teach, you know, like the bait, like even if it's just fundamentals and basics of business, you know, we, we didn't get that back in the day. So it's, it's been a, 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 I've had to learn that on my own, you know, through failure, through trial and error and just, and, and just going through the lumps. Yeah, man. That I, Thank you for pointing that out. Right. And, and my wife just graduated last year from uh, she got her physical her doctorate in physical therapy here. At, we're, we're in Chicago. And we actually part of the reason we moved to Chicago is for her to go to Northwestern here. So she can do that and go. And she got out and she said pretty much the exact same thing as you. Um, and that she's like, they didn't teach us this. And, and so so now she works for the Chicago public school system and she's helping these kids. Um, the, the ones that aren't able to like get up the stairs and that have issues so that, you know, they can, you know, try to live a fairly normal life like the other kids in, in school. And, you know, part of it, and she, in the back of her mind, she wants to start her own practice. And she, and fortunately she's got me as a husband who started a company and, and I can kind of guide her through, but some of her friends doing the same thing. Like they have no idea where to start or where to begin. And it's like so intimidating that they're like, I'm not even going to bother. Like how many people go through their life yet? both for chiropractic, physical therapy, the business is a huge side of it. And there just was nothing. nothing Yeah, no, you definitely got to be proactive, you know, whether it's taking a business course or, you know, like we were talking about the social media, I mean, just use that to your advantage. I mean, there's so many, I mean, I get blitzed with all kinds of, you know, things to put advertisements for the practice or business courses that'll basically uh, uh, skyrocket your business. It's it. Those are the tools that you should be focusing on social media. Like, is there, you need to ask yourself the question, is this benefiting me? Is this something that's going to help me get to where I want to go? So if it's not, if you're scrolling through comments and, you know, getting in your feelings about what people are saying about you, like that's not, conducive to what you're doing that has nothing to do with where you're going what you're trying to do what you're trying to accomplish and where you need right. to f- rechannel that like you said into things that are actually going to lead you to success and lead you to the point where you want to go yeah man it looks like rachel is it rachel keeps texting you hey brian what's going on <laughs> no, I, the thing is man i'm actually looking for i've been scheduling uh showings for real estate here in la for a practice oh, nice. so yeah yeah the, the realtor is calling me like a bunch of times but i have a i have a, an appointment soon so can't yeah. say we'll, we'll, we'll hop here we'll all we're, we're, we're wrapping up so um 
One thing I wanted to ask, uh, you don't need to answer this if you want, if it's too personal, but th this whole thing that happened with, with, you know, Ray, Chris Harrison was on your wife's podcast and made that one comment and, you know, that kind of blew up. And then I saw, you know, you had some, some things to say about that. You know, where, where, I guess, where do you guys stand with that now? Like, do you feel like that's water under the bridge and no hard feelings? And it's like, or are you guys still kind of like want to use this as an opportunity to sort of use your voice and speak up about this topic? Oh, yeah. I mean, Rachel's a huge advocate and she's obviously talking all the time about it. You know, I support her 1000%. And yeah, we constantly got to speak up for those people that don't have a voice or there there's some type of injustice i think everybody you know should be that anti-racist that and uh you know person who's going to fight for justice no matter who you are and you know nobody's canceling anybody you know i still follow chris i mean it's it's uh it's a situation where you know he spoke out of turn you know and it, it what, what happened happened and I think he's learned from it and I'm sure he's, he's going to become a better person for it. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, people's growth. I'm, we're, we're not into canceling anybody. You know, we, we wish them the best and we wish that they gain the knowledge that they didn't have before per se. So, you know, right. I, if you don't give people second chances, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, like we don't like, you don't mess up. I don't mess, like we all mess up. We all screw up. It's that whole, like, you know, do it to me once, shame on you, do it to me twice, shame on me. So that's, I'm not exactly saying it right, but the whole point is like, yeah. yeah, you give people opportunities and hope that they grow from it. But yeah. then if they don't, then you can, you know, yeah. remove them for, from your life. Like at the end of the day, it's all about accountability. You know, we just want to see, we hold you accountable. We want to see you grow. We want to see you get better. And you know, that that's, that's it. You know, we, we want to see you do the things that, you know, are going to make you a better person. So it's as simple as that. Yeah, man. Accountability. It's like top of my list. Clearly you're somebody that listens to these personal development, self-help accountability is one of those things that so many people just don't even think about or is on their radar yet. It's like, if you want to grow as a person, you got to hold yourself accountable. You have to, you have to have some sort of system. That's so that's what um, I know you help people with that with, with chiropractor and I help people with that with, with their lives in general and being happy. All right. Last question here. I like to end it on this. Um, is there a particular habit that you currently have that you feel like is a huge reason why you have become who you are? Um, and, you know, in terms of, you know, where you are in life, your happiness with your wife, that, that you somehow developed along, like we talked earlier about how, you know, a lot of these, this growing up, we're in this broken system and a lot of these failure habits kind of get put on us and we don't realize them. they're compounding over time and then they yeah. take their toll. Is there something that you've developed that you're really proud of that you have that is the opposite, helping you build that positive momentum every day? Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like it's just my, my mindset my mindset, just everything that I've experienced in my life, obviously has led me to where I am today and, and has developed that mindset. Uh, I just get up every single day trying to be wiser, you know, stronger, better. That's it. You know, it's, it's a situation where everybody has, everybody has challenges. Everybody goes through adversity. You know, it, it, you're, you're not alone. Although sometimes you may feel like, 
you know, nobody is, is experiencing what you're experiencing or, or feeling the way you're feeling. I know that everybody has their problems. Like at the end of the day, nobody really, nobody really cares about what I got going on. I still got to handle it. I still got to put my pants on and, and attack the day, you know, but uh, nice. I would just say, just give thanks, huge sense of gratitude every single day for what you have. I think the, the, uh, the great challenge in life somebody said is being happy with what you have while in the pursuit of what you want. And that's it, man. So I'm, I'm thankful like for everything that I have today. I mean, I'm blessed, you know? And so I, I always turn to that thinking when I'm down or it's like something doesn't go my way. It's like, there's so many other people that are worse off. It's like, I live in a beautiful city in a beautiful apartment with my wife. Like things are just going great. And you just sometimes, no matter what you have, like you have something and you just got to give thanks for that. Yeah. And live with that mindset, you know, whenever anything goes wrong. And I think that's just going to set the tone for the rest of your life. Well, it's a perfect bookend to this conversation. We kind of started the conversation talking about mindset and, you know, you are a growth owner. Um, you know, you, you are the epitome of that. And so kudos to you. Your wife's a lucky lady. Uh, you're a lucky man. You know, um, thanks, man. I know we had to reschedule this a couple of times. I really enjoyed this conversation. Go find an awesome house. Good luck, brother. I appreciate it, man. Take care. All right. Guys, we're hopping yeah. on, buddy. Take care. That's it for the five core life. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that like button on this video and pound that subscribe button so you get notified when new episodes drop. Also, please fill out the free five core life evaluator quiz. It's a great way to get a baseline of where you are and the five cores and which of the five cores you need support. In addition, you'll get some actionable advice that you can apply and start improving your life in the areas that you need it most. That's it for today's episode of the five core life podcast. Have a wonderful day. Get moving. Gain momentum. Join the movement. Join Emmett by going to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five course. 